So welcome back to the Zone Show, Ian. Um, and we've just been talking the last uh, conversation about Ape Angelica, this book that took a good eight years to write. So you've now written the book, you've published the book. How have you found segueing into the performance zone and then promoting the book? Well, as many of my friends will perhaps tell you, if you were to ask, um, I'm, I'm, I've always been kind of comfortable with kind of performing and um, and, um, and and showing off, hopefully in a relatively polite kind of way. But I've always been quite outgoing and confident um, um, externally. Obviously, it's not always the case that that's how I feel inside. You feel nervous when you have to perform, uh, uh, and 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 you know you worry about, for example, going on stage to do uh, an author event. So that's one of the things I've had to do. I've performed at um, a couple of literary festivals, um, spoken word events, interviews like this. Um, um, you know, as a, as a performance in a sense, and. Um, it's um it's something that I was I was I was comfortable comfortable with doing anyway. So I I previously hosted a a spoken word night, so a, a live spoken word event that was a monthly thing, and I was the the host and had to introduce people. And a lot of that was there's a big there's a clear difference I think between um, the things I'm doing now, which is performing my work. So I, I read from Ace Frangelica, um, and maybe talk a little bit about the book, uh, to doing the hosting, which was more about. Um, Ad living and 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 you know saying something funny in between the the acts that kind of thing. Um, so it's it's been mainly about performing live and, and reading my work um, uh, since the book came out. So authors tend to be solitary creatures who sit alone in their garret. In the in the old days, it was in front of a a typewriter. Now it's a word processor or even a an iPad or a tablet. And many of them I've noticed tend to be a little bit shy. So what tips have you got for people that? maybe a little bit uh, reticent to put their head above the parapet and shout about their work? Well, um, first of all, it will improve your work no end. Um, uh, if, you, if you do manage to find the confidence and, and from somewhere to, to go on stage in front of uh, an audience, even if the audience is just a few people, even if it's your family at home in the living room or friends, um, by doing that, you, you, you really, by reading your work out, you really... You see the flaws, and you see the you know where the commas uh, perhaps there shouldn't be a comma, or the, there needs to be a full stop somewhere. You really get to know your work a lot better when you when you perform it. I know some people do read it aloud to themselves, but when you perform it, that extra pressure really forces you into um, a kind of familiarity with your work that you hadn't previously got. Um, but other than that, it's just I mean it's 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 almost kind of required of, um, of of authors these days if they want their work to be read. You really need to. Put a lot of uh, hard yards in yourself. You need to um, 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 <laughs> go on podcasts, uh, go on uh, on radio. You need to perform your work um, at events, uh, literary festivals, that kind of thing. You need to kind of try and find it, um, find that confidence from somewhere uh, to do it. And and of course, with with these things, uh, as with most things, it's all about practice. Once you've done it a few times, um, you get used to it, and the nerves are less and less um, each time. I think. And what are your nerves like now before a performance? Well, I, as I say, practice makes kind of, um, I don't know about perfect, but it certainly makes less nervous. So I'm, I'm much better at it now uh, than I used to be. But I still get nervous, I'm, I'm, and the pattern tends to be fairly consistent, which is good. <laughs> I, tend to get, I tend to get quite nervous um, the day of an event, for example, and as the kind of the, the, the kickoff uh, approaches, um, I get more and more nervous and then something seems to happen to me and it seems to be a physical thing where about, I don't know, 10 minutes to a, quart to, uh, a quarter of an hour 
before I'm due to, you know, my slot is here. Um, um, something just happens and I just, I, I feel a, a calmness where I just go, and I have a similar feeling when I'm flying, actually. So when I'm, I'm not scared of flying, but I have a similar nervousness, then just as it happens, just as I'm sat on the, on the plane, on the runway, um, it's the same kind of feeling. Just 10 minutes before I'm about to go on, something inside me says, well, you can't go back now. Therefore, stop being nervous, get on with it, it will be okay. And, um, and, and it's a very real thing. It's a, it's a, it's a real sort of physical, a physical thing that happens to me. And what, what happens post-performance? Um, well, I'm usually quite, um, especially if it's, if it's an important event, I think, it, and, it, and this may correlate with the nerves beforehand, so the more nervous I am, perhaps, the more I'm like this afterwards, but it's, it's a, a little bit hyper for the first sort of 10, 20 minutes, you know, really kind of riding on the crest of a performance wave, I suppose. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then at, at the end of the evening, kind of when the evening's finished, I'm, I tend to be more, much more tired than I usually am. But I suspect that's just the energy of, of, of the nerves and, and, and the active and the adrenaline and all that, all that kind of thing wearing off. Like I say, I think I do think performance is a very physical thing. It's, it's, um, you, you do, you do really feel it, I think. And do you, do you do anything in terms of preparing yourself, either eating or drinking something particular, whether it's either water or wine or beer or any, any particular foods? Not really. I do tend to lose my appetite a little bit if I'm particularly nervous, um, uh, when I'm, Getting ready to perform, um, but that's partly because my I think my I'm trying to mentally prepare for what's about to happen, and I do I, I do ad lib quite a lot, so I'm 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 quite comfortable with. Um, <laughs> this doesn't really make much sense, but I'm comfortable with not preparing because I feel like um, I am able to kind of make things up as I go along. But also there is there is it sounds this sounds silly, but there is some preparation that goes into ad libbing almost. If you are aware that that's what you're probably going to have to end up doing, mentally you try and get yourself into a state where you're kind of able to think of things quickly and and focus, I guess, really focus on what it is that you're about to do, um, and be sort of mentally ready. Don't be distracted by what you're going to have for tea or um, afterwards, or worry about what you're going to have to eat beforehand. I guess. And and is that focus? Directed at the audience and what uh, you know, what you want, you what you want to come from your performance, and and what you want the audience to gain from it. I think it is actually, and I've never really thought about it in that way. But I think I do think about what the audience is going to be like, and I think that's the tough thing when you don't know. So something like Words Aloud, which was the spoken word night I organised, that first the first night we had no idea who was going to turn up or if anyone would, and I was extremely nervous, and I guess because it was opening night. But once I knew the kind of crowd we were getting, and, and it was you know, 100 to 150 people at a time, but I kind of knew who they were um, uh, or what type of person they would be. And I think I was able to pre- prepare for that a bit more and kind of think, right, I, I know that I might be able to say something along these lines at this point. Um, but doing literary festivals recently, I've not really had a clue who's going to be there. And recently I did one in Coventry, and um, the, room were, the room was full of... Um, so the room wasn't full, but everyone there was uh, female, and uh, I would say fifty plus, and and <laughs> and and I did sort of have to adjust slightly, and I, and and I don't know why. It's not to suggest that <laughs> it's not to suggest that they would react any differently, but demographic does make a difference, I think, and you do have to kind of think, well, what would I probably not say, and um, and what might work better with these particular people who are in this room. So as, as this particular performance, this interview is is not time based. So this is going to be on the internet 
uh, ad infinitum, if people want to try and find you virtually in some sort of performance, uh, where can they find you um, uh, strutting your stuff? Okay, well, I guess, I guess, I mean, I do my own podcast, uh, the Right for Your Life podcast, in, in a way that's the performance and if you there are 80 something episodes now so i guess if you if you had the time and kind of you really were bored you could listen through and see how i changed and developed and performed better i hope um but also there are there is some footage of me reading at words aloud um on youtube and i think that's probably on my youtube channel um and actually yes i do i, I do youtube videos too so I, I do some there is an element of performance in those in fact it's all, all performance um but that's more kind of a, a talking head kind of thing. But there is stuff on my YouTube channel, so that's um, youtube.com slash Ian Broom. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Well, well, may you perform for many a day, Ian. It's, again, a delight to talk to you today and uh, look forward to having you back on the show very soon. Thank you.